Hello and welcome to Lessons with Dad. I'm here with my daughter Ruthie. Hi. And amazingly, Ruthie, can you believe the last episode of the Book of Acts? It's been so long. <laughs> it has been long. It's been a long study. We did the Book of Luke, now the Book of Acts. We're going to do this and then we'll do a quick five minute wrap up maybe in another episode just to talk about what we've learned, what this has meant to us. It's a lot of time we've invested. So we're going to go through the last two chapters in the book of Acts 27 and 28. Paul has been on a journey. I mean, he has been all over preaching the gospel to Gentiles, the non-Jewish people. And now he's been arrested in Jerusalem went and spent a couple years uh, in, in a, under house arrest, and now he is headed for Rome. So we're going to read excerpts from both 27 and 28 and kind of tell you it's quite a tumultuous journey for him to get to Rome, but let's read what happens here, Ruthie. When it was decided that we would sail for Italy, Paul and some other prisoners were handed over to a centurion named Julius, who belonged to the Imperial Regiment. We boarded a ship from Adramatium, about to <laughs> sail for ports along the coast of province of Asia, and we put out to sea. Uh, Aris, I don't know how to say that. <laughs> it's all right. Aristicus or something. A Macedonian from... Thessalus. Thessalonica was with us. Yep. So again, they're heading out and now they're on the journey. They're getting on a ship that uh, heads into a little bit of trouble. Let's read what happens here. Pick up in verse 13. When a gentle south wind began to blow, they thought they had obtained what they wanted. So they weighed anchor and sailed along the shore of Crete. Before very long, a wind of hurricane force called the northeast northeaster northeaster swept down from the island the ship was caught by the storm and could not head into the wind so we gave way to it and were driven along as we passed to the lee of a small island named how do you say that i'll just make your best guess i don't know kata Mm -hmm. We were hardly able to make the lifeboat secure. When the men had hoist, hoisted. hoisted it aboard, they passed ropes under the ship itself to hold it together. Fearing that they would run around to on the sandbars of Sirtis. Sirtis, they lowered the sea anchor and let the ship be driven along. We took such a violent battering from the storm that the next day they began to throw cargo overboard on the third day they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging we finally gave up all hope of being saved yeah so there's this horrible storm and you can tell there's a lot of detail that goes on here that's because it was harrowing if any of us almost died in a, in a, um, you know, on a ship or in any kind of voyage, we'd probably write a lot about it. And as you can tell, Luke is here with him. Luke is writing the book of Acts and it's not, Hey, Paul, this, no, we had given up hope. 
And so again, very, they may end up making it there. They end up going through a pretty scary, uh, experience and they make it out and crash land on a, on an Island. And we'll read a little bit here from where they land right here. Once safely on shore, we found out that the island was called Malta. The islanders showed us an unusual kindness. And we'll jump ahead because they did. They crash landed on this island after going through all kinds of stuff. And there were some nice people there. And then we'll read here. There is an estate nearby that belonged to... How do you say that? Publis? Publis, the chief official of the island. He welcomed us to his home and for three days entertained us hospitably. hospitably. Yep. His father was sick in bed, suffering from fever and dysentery. dysentery. Paul went in to see him and after prayer placed his hands on him and healed him. When this had happened, the rest of the sick on the island came and were cured. So again, like everywhere he goes, all this through the storm, through these things, and you can imagine, this is Satan trying to stop Paul from making it where God wants him to go. He's in the battle. Wherever he goes, he faces battles. And I, I don't think, Ruthie, in this, the physical you know, elements, the rain, the storm, and all of that is any different than the people he met when he was preaching in new towns. All that was orchestrated by Satan to prevent Paul from serving the will of God. But it doesn't stop him. And when he gets here and he meets some good people, he helps them, he heals them. And what happens when he heals them? What do you think? What do you think happens once people realize someone that has the power to heal? What do you think people do? They like want um, to be healed. That's right. Everybody. You don't have doctors like you have now and all kinds of medicines. If there's someone there that can heal, everyone will flock to him. And so they came and guess what? Paul loved that because he used, you know, the power of God. And that's why God gave him these powers to heal, to make people flock to him, to hear the message of Jesus Christ. So let's continue. We're in verse uh, chapter 28, verse 11 here. After three months, we put out to sea in a ship that had wintered in the island. It was an Alexandrian ship with the figurehead of the twin gods, Castor and Pollux. We put in a... Uh, at Syracuse. At that and stayed there for three days. There were... From there we set sail and arrived in Regium. The next day the south wind came up and on the following day we reached Patuli. There we found some brothers who invited us to spend a week with them. And so we came to Rome. The brothers there had heard that we were coming and they traveled as far as the forum of Apius and the three taverns to meet us. At the sight of these men, Paul thanked God and was encouraged when we got to Rome, Paul was allowed to live by himself with a soldier to guard him. So here they go. They get finally on this long trip. They arrive in Rome. People are there. They want to greet them. And they're excited. And probably it's one of those things where you get off an airplane 
that had a scary experience or something, you kiss the ground when you get there to be like, thank goodness we survived that experience um, and what they did. So he, let's hear what happens, what Paul does um, while he's there. Three days later, he called together the leaders of the Jews. When they had assembled, Paul said to them, My brothers, although I have done nothing against our people or against the customs of our ancestors, I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Romans. They examined me and wanted to release me because I was not guilty of any crime deserving death. But when the Jews objected, I was compelled to appeal to Caesar, not that I had any charge to bring against my own people. For this reason, I've asked to see you and talk with you. It is because I is because of the hope of Israel that I am bound with this chain. They replied, we have not received any letters from Judea concerning you. And none of the brothers who have come from there has reported or said anything bad about you. But we want to hear what your views are. For we know that people everywhere are talking against this sect. So they're saying they haven't heard anything about the Christ, about Christianity or what what's against you, but we want to hear more about it. And like Paul always does, he goes to the Jewish people first. But as always, he gets rejected and then he turns to the Gentiles. But he loves his, like all of us, we love where we're from, Ruthie. We love our people. So right when he gets there, he does the same thing as he does in every city. He goes to his own people to say, I love you. I care about you. I want you to know the truth of Jesus Christ. And again, they don't agree. They don't understand him. They don't, uh, again, some believe and some understand. But we're going to jump down to verse 28. And, and we're going to see that the book of Acts ends a bit abruptly. Remember, Luke's with him this whole time. And most people's guess is, he planned on writing a third letter. This is really the book of Luke was the first letter that he wrote to Theophilus. The book of Acts is written to the same person, to Theophilus, his friend. And the guess is he probably had one more letter that he was going to write, uh, but never got the opportunity to, or maybe it, it, it was lost. But um, here we're going to see, we'll, we'll finish the book of Acts from 28 right here. Therefore, I want you to know that God's salvation has been sent to the Gentiles, and they will listen. For two whole years, Paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see him. Boldly and without hindrance, he preached the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ. That, what, what a great finish. So how long did he spend there in Rome? Two years. Two years. So he spent a long time in Rome there and he was under what I would kind of consider a house arrest, Ruthie, not like in prison, but he couldn't go and do what he wanted. He couldn't go where he wanted and do what he wanted. He was under house arrest. But he, here's what he says For two whole years, Paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see him. And this is awesome, right here. Boldly and without hindrance, he preached the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord. Jesus Christ. What a great way to finish. Any thoughts or comments on the book of Acts? Hey, did you love going through it and hearing all the amazing things God did? Yeah. 
It, it was incredible. We're going to read just to finish up. He ends up in Rome, uh, and that's where I believe he was killed for his faith. But before he ever went, and well there for the years he was in Rome, he wrote many uh, of the letters to the churches that he had started, like Ephesians, uh, Colossians, Philemon, Philippians. Many of these books are letters, books of the Bible now, Ruthie, were letters that he wrote while he was under house arrest to the churches he began to give them instruction, to give them teaching, to guide them. So that's what a lot more of the New Testament is about. And it only really makes sense in light of the book of Acts. So the book of Acts is a hugely important, but I love reading a little bit of Romans because it it shows the Romans weren't started by uh, that Rome, the church in Rome wasn't started by Paul or any of the other apostles that we know of. It was probably people that came to Jerusalem, learned about Jesus Christ and went back and and built their own church. And I'll just read a little bit here at the beginning. Um, it says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be, and this is the beginning of Romans, verse chapter one, verse one, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God, the gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures regarding his son, who as to his human nature was a descendant of David and who through the spirit of holiness was declared with power to be the son of God by his resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ, our Lord. And then I'll skip down to verse eight. When I think, first, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, because your faith is being reported all over the world. And he's speaking to the Christians here in Rome, that their faith is being reported all over the world. God, whom I serve with my whole heart in preaching the gospel of his son, is my witness how consistently I remember you in my prayers at all times. And I pray now that at last, by God's will, the way may be open for me to come to you. And again, it just shows, Ruthie, he wanted to get to Rome. He didn't want to do it in change. He didn't want to do it as a prisoner. But he got there and spent years preaching the good news. Well, listen, thank you for joining us on Lessons with Dad. And next time, we'll go through a quick recap of everything we covered and what Ruthie's thoughts and my thoughts were on this.